Robertson. Uh, the Freedom Revival is a, uh, is a streaming uh, radio program that I host, which seeks to revive freedom, as you can tell by its title. And we believe that freedom needs to be revived because there's so much deprivation of freedom going on, both around the world and also domestically. You know that um, America was founded as a nation uh, by uh, casting off the chains of tyranny of England, our founding fathers gathered together and created a new nation forged in freedom and uh, liberty and uh, justice for all. And, uh, you know, we they, they created a declaration of independence from England and they created a constitution which constrains government from oppressing and discriminating against any minority, even a minority of one. And that's why they created a constitutional republic and not a simple democracy. And now we have, now we have politicians in our own country and also politicians around the world who keep tossing around the word democracy. And that word democracy uh it doesn't mean what they want you to think it means, okay? For them, democracy means their tyranny and your oppression. Get that straight. Democracy doesn't mean freedom, folks. It never has. Uh, the, you know, we don't, our founding fathers didn't want a democracy. They were adamant that they did not want a democracy. They rejected the idea of democracy when they were doing their studies and uh, debates on what type of government to form. And that's why they formed a constitutional republic. So we're here to help revive the freedom that our founding fathers sought for us when they established this nation. And we want to go back to the original values. Okay. This is not, we want to continue, not go back. That's the wrong word. We want to continue the original values that our founding fathers established for us and set forth in, in terms of the path of this nation and the foundation of this country. So that's why I call this show The Freedom Revival, and I welcome you to the show. If you're a first-time listener, I hope you listen again, and I hope you'll share it with your friends. Uh, now, if you haven't heard the show before, you'll know in the beginning what I do is I like to talk about some of the news items that happened uh, during the week. And, uh, you know, The Freedom Revival is available on Apple Podcast and Google podcast network and also if you go online to americaoutloud.news you can search for the freedom revival with bruce robertson and you'll find me there uh we broadcast once a week and uh we you know so normally what i do is i like to cover some of the news stories that happened during the week uh between shows so the top news story of the week without a doubt is the fact that donald trump has won the Iowa Republican caucuses in a landslide. I repeat, he has won the Iowa Republican caucuses. And, um, you know, the media reported it, but they really haven't gone into detail. You know, they go softly on it. They don't want to show too much of Donald Trump in the media because they're trying to censor his exposure to the public. And um, we've, we've witnessed this before. They tried to shut him out 
of social media, and they try and shut him out of print media and uh, and broadcast media too. So we're we're here to announce that Donald Trump has won the Iowa Republican caucuses in a landslide. No one else was even close. You know, Chris Christie dropped out last week. Um, nobody really thought he had much traction anyway. Uh, and then um, Vivek Ramaswamy has now dropped out, and he's, he's pledged his support for Donald Trump. So um, you know, we've got uh, I've got some inter- some some opinions and comments about Vivek uh, also. But anyway, that leaves Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis as uh, the remaining candidates in the Republican uh, primaries. And you know, here's the reality. If you look at the statistics from the Iowa caucuses, all the votes for all the other candidates in the in the field, uh, Republican candidates, you add up all those votes, and all those votes combined did not even equal half of the votes that Donald Trump received. Now, this is an election. This is a uh, uh, you know a caucus type election, and those votes were hand counted, folks. Those votes were hand counted. So, so why can't we do that in every state? They were paper ballots and they were hand counted. And Donald Trump won by a landslide. Uh, so that's a that's an interesting um, example that we can do this without all these electronic voting machines, without all this manipulation, without drop boxes and mail in ballots and all that kind of stuff. We don't need any of that. What we need is in person voting. We need voter ID, we need paper ballots, and hand counting. And we'll have a more honest election that way, and I believe most people would agree with that. Uh, in other news, now Donald Trump has also, he's gone on to uh, uh, New Hampshire, and he made some interesting speeches, which I'll talk about later. But in other news, listen to this. The executive director of the California LGBTQ+, Rainbow Resource Center has been arrested on suspicion of eliciting sex with a minor. What a story. That's crazy, right? I mean, uh, the the Rainbow Resource Center now promises that rebuilding the promises rebuilding any trust that may have been affected by this situation in the wake of Gerard Slayton's arrest. What a story. This guy's arrested on soliciting sex with a minor. Okay, well, that story's going to be developing, I guess. And I don't know if the media will cover it, but you can always always count on us to dig these things out. Uh, In other news, special counsel responds to Hunter Biden's motions to dismiss gun charges and discloses that cocaine residue was found on Hunter Biden's gun pouch. Now, that's a problem, folks, because, you know, if you have a gun pouch where his gun was being held and you have cocaine in the gun pouch and it all belongs to Hunter Biden, you have a big felony violation uh, because you cannot have drug use in 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 combination with uh, with handgun uh, ownership and carrying a hand in possession of a handgun, so 
that becomes a major crime. So in a, a flurry of uh, legal filings, Special Counsel David Weiss's office responded this past Tuesday to Hunter Biden's December motion to dismiss the federal firearm charges. Uh, I guess it took him a little while. In court documents, federal prosecutors argued that the gun charges facing the president's son were not part of a politicized and, quote-unquote, selective and vindictive prosecution, uh, as argued by the defense, Hunter's attorneys. They said the evidence, including Hunter Biden's own words in his 2021 memoir, Beautiful Things, uh, recovered text messages and the presence of cocaine residue on a leather firearm pouch and that demonstrated that he had unlawfully possessed a firearm during a period when he was in possession and use of drugs. So, the charges in this case, you know, the guy applied for a gun permit saying that he wasn't using drugs, all right? And, you know, if you use drugs and possess a firearm at the same time, you're committing a felony. It's like being it's like dealing drugs near a school. I mean, it's 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 a it's an open and shut case if you have drugs and guns together. So the charges in this case are not trumped up. This is what Weiss said. The charges in this case are not trumped up or because of former President Trump. Uh, they are instead a result of the defendant's own choices, and they were brought in spite of, not because of, any outside noise made by any politicians. The prosecutors said in the filings. Federal, prosecutor, federal prosecutors also argued that the diversion agreement, you know, this would this is the uh, agreement that they so that hundreds of people suggested that would have immunized him from prosecution on gun charges if he agreed not to use drugs or possess a firearm, was never approved by the probation court and the probation officers. So the a diversion agreement that they suggested about not using drugs or possessing a firearm never went into effect. All right. So now we have Hunter in more hot water, but that's really a, not a shocker to me or probably anybody else who's been following this case. In other news, the FBI fails to comply with an order in the Seth Rich Freedom of Information Act case, but plaintiffs do, and their filing is fire. Now, we've seen uh, Seth Rich was, of course, the young uh, aide to uh, the DNC and Hillary Clinton, who was found murdered, uh, we believe executed, um, and uh, there is uh, sufficient information to investigate that he was in possession of uh, non-public information that would have um, that would have really sunk the Hillary Clinton team and the uh, Democratic National Committee. So um, there is some uh, discussion that he shared some of that information with Julian Assange, who is now coincidentally in prison after this. Uh, so and and he's been gagged, so he can't speak. And uh, Seth Rich is dead, so he can't speak. So it's very interesting that they seem to shut down all the all the leaks of information that would possibly indict these uh, corrupt politicians. Anyway, the FBI is failing to comply with the FOIA order in the Seth Rich case. 
So some of the plaintiffs are now starting to uh, become whistleblowers. And this is a, an issue that's developing. And I don't think we've seen the last of Seth Rich and his case and the murder of Seth Rich. And we need to find out who killed him. And we we're pretty sure we know why. Um, how many people have died from the COVID vaccines? Well, that's a good question. Do you know? Have you seen the numbers? Uh, according to studies from Dennis Rancourt and his colleagues, this is a, 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 a credible study. Now, it, it does involve extrapolation because they use the toxicity rate. They use the official toxicity rate of one death per, 100 dose, per, per 800 doses across all ages and countries, okay? So this is official. It's come out that there's, there's a, an average of one death per 800 doses across all ages and all countries where the vaccines have been distributed. So um, if you scale up the numbers to billions of doses, because there have been billions of doses, the researchers found that the likely number of deaths from the COVID-19 vaccine are 17 million. That's according to their study. Now, again, it does involve extrapolation, um, but uh, but they're using the numbers, the 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 averages of death per per uh, per eight hundred one death per eight hundred uh, doses that has come out officially. So, if you just scale those numbers up, you get seventeen million deaths. Now, is it twelve million? Is it twenty million? What you know? Does it matter? The point is that there were way, way more deaths from the vaccine than have been reported, and people need to know this information, okay? And it's probably fairly accurate anyway. Additionally, um, uh, Brett Weinstein was on Tucker's show last week, and he said, we're in the middle of a coup. He stated that the World Health Organization, through the use of global health policies, is currently in discussions on how to subvert free speech altogether. You know they've been trying to shut us down. I mean, I've been banned on various social media. I'm sure many others have. Anybody who really spoke up was shut down. Anybody who wanted to openly discuss uh, these issues on COVID or on corruption in government or on cover-ups or on uh, Clinton corruption or Obama corruption or Joe Biden corruption has completely been shut down, okay? they uh, And now it's starting to come out because only because Elon Musk has opened up uh, some free speech on X, which is the former Twitter. Um, but, you know, there's been basically media blackouts and shutdowns and censorship, and it's all been coordinated by certain members of the left and the uh, Democratic uh, Party. So, um, and, and maybe some others on, maybe some on the Republican side too. I mean, I'm sure there are some rhinos that would concur with that, the silencing of some of these voices. Uh, depending on uh, who's uh, buttering their bread. So, uh, you know, here's some news stories. Uh, there's there's actually some more news stories that I have. Those were the top stories that I thought were important to keynote. But there's some more news stories here. The WEF warns that there's a new disease, disease X, which could result in 20 times more fatalities than the coronavirus pandemic. Well, here it comes, folks. The first one didn't work. They couldn't get us all to comply. 
and now they're going to roll out another um, another uh, mysterious disease with mysterious origins that has, uh, of course, much more deadly consequences. And that allows them to create much more fear pornography in the world to uh, to scare people into compliance, to put them under the control of government. Okay, so beware. Uh, and, you know, I fully expect them to shut down uh, ivermectin and some of these other anti-parasitic uh, drugs and some of these other cures which uh, which would have uh, nipped it all in the bud in the beginning had they not shut them down the first time. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, another news story, Nancy Pelosi issues a cryptic message about Donald Trump's chance of winning. She's actually come out and said the silent part out loud. Uh, she said, she raised many eyebrows, she was on CNN, on Phil Mattingly's show, and she said, Many of us know that it's impossible for Trump to be president again. Mattingly quickly asked her, you know, why do you say that? And she said, well, because when you're talking about what he's talking about now, like tax cuts for corporate Americans. Her comments are kind of strange, okay? Because uh, even left-leaning news outlets like the New York Times reported that Trump is leading Biden in five swing states. So for her to come out and say it's impossible has many people wondering what the Democrats have up their sleeve. Uh, so let's see what uh, what Nancy has in store uh, for Donald Trump coming up. You know, they've tried to throw everything they can at Trump, and Trump just keeps getting stronger, as we saw in the Iowa caucuses. Now he's on to New Hampshire. Um, scientists warn the latest COVID variant could trigger a heart failure pandemic. So now we're going to have a greater toxicity, a greater, uh, greater fatality rate, 20 times according to the World Economic Forum. And the scientists uh, who are all being funded by, you know, similar... Uh, you know, pharmaceutical companies and everybody else, they're saying that the new variant could trigger heart failure pandemic. And just in time, Pfizer buys a company that treats myocarditis and pericarditis and various heart problems related to the, guess what? The vaccines that Pfizer put out. Just think about that for a second. Kentucky Senator Rand Paul breaks his silence on the 2024 presidential race. Well, he's come out and said he's been very candid and he's openly discussed his views. And uh, he's making it clear that he will not be uh, who he will not be supporting. He announced uh, last week that he's never supporting Nikki Haley. Okay, this reflects not just a personal preference but probably a strategic stance that uh, could influence a broader political landscape. So um, so he said in, in, in an interview that he's had a longer relationship with Donald Trump, and there's a lot to like about President Trump. He also gave some admiration and some kind words for Ron DeSantis and his fiscal conservatism. And he noted that Vivek Ramaswamy 
and the independent Bobby Kennedy are important voices. Okay, these are all platitudes and uh, probably right. Um, <laughs> Robert F. Kennedy Jr. was at my gym the other day. <laughs> that was an interesting development. I didn't get a chance to speak with him. But, uh, uh, you know, his his disapproval, disapproval of Nikki Haley really stands out. Uh, I mean, they have deeply ideological differences on foreign policy, as many of us have problems with Nikki Haley. Okay. She's more of a globalist. She, you know, she was the ambassador to the United Nations, and she seemed to get pretty cozy with all those United Nations type people. Um, so uh, he, he's, he's launching a website, I think, called NeverNikki.net. So we'll have to see. Uh, uh, he said, you can go to NeverNikki.net and sign up and show her that you are never Nikki also. He's, you know, Rand Paul. You gotta hand it to him. He's got a he's got a quirky sense of humor, and he's usually right about what he talks about. Um shocking engagement reveals how far Canada has fallen. Uh a reporter was arrested after questioning the Canadian deputy prime minister about the government's support of Islam. Okay? So, so um, they gave a, you know, they, they accused him of assault, okay? The guy just asked a question. He, he just showed up to do his job and interview the deputy prime minister. And uh, he, he was arrested almost immediately after asking Christia Freeland, the deputy prime minister of Canada, questions about the country's stance on the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps. Uh, Ms. Freeland, how come the IRGC is not a terrorist group? He asked her. This is the guy from Rebel News. You gotta love, I like Rebel News. Those guys are, those guys are on point. Um, so um, the, the reporter's name is David Menzies, and uh, he was in the Toronto suburb of Richmond Hill, and he said, why is your government supporting Islamic nationalists. Uh, and just seconds later, the Royal Canadian, the RCMP, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police seized the reporter and said, you're under arrest for assault. So this is the kind of jackbooted stuff that they're doing up in Canada under that uh, tin horn dictator, Justin Trudeau, up there. Um, uh, you know, we're seeing some similar things down here. They're trying to move that kind of stuff down here. And we're seeing uh, similar things in Europe, too. You can't speak. There's no free speech. You can't say what you want. Otherwise, it's it can be categorized as assault, and they'll arrest you for your words as assault. Well, it's not assault, folks. It's free speech. So let's get it straight. And... Um, German truckers now are teaming up with farmers to raise hell over disappearing fuel subsidies. And, uh, you know, I saw a map of Germany this week, and they, it looks like the, the, the truckers and farmers have Germany all, all blocked off. Most of the major roads are blocked off, and it looks like they're bringing Germany to a standstill. I saw them, like, lined up going into the Brandenburg Gate in Berlin. So it's really, um, you know rising to new levels. 
And uh, an astrophysicist has dropped a nuclear bomb on the entire climate change narrative. Uh, Dr. Willie Soon was on Tucker Carlson, and I'm going to talk to him. Uh, I'm going to talk about him, not to him. I'm going to talk about him and his meeting with Tucker Carlson and what he said a little bit later. But that was uh, a, a really amazing uh, commentary by that astrophysicist, Willie Soon, who is a highly respected member of the scientific community. Um, also, Epstein documents reveal alleged sex, sex tapes that now clearly identify Bill Clinton's face in them. So there's a developing story that needs uh, a little more legs, and uh, we hope we see more on that. Uh, stunning evidence also of voter fraud comes to light after statewide investigation into uh, in, in, into uh, Michigan voting uh, irregularities. And um, as I mentioned before, the Brett Weinstein and Tucker Carlson uh, interview exposes the truth about the COVID shots and the World Health Organization's evil plans for humanity. Uh, I've got to go take a break right now. We're going to hear from our sponsors. And after we come back, we'll uh, continue the program. Thanks for listening, and, and we'll be right back. Thank you. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Spike proteins help viruses enter into your cells disrupting your health and your well-being. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body of spike proteins, which allows your body to repair from within, supporting your immune and respiratory systems and regulating your inflammatory response. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to AmericaOutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code out loud. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Well, wait. 
We wash our nose. Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter the body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. With the rise of independent media, we are now AmericaOutloud.news. For the genius of the United States is not found in its executives or legislatures, nor its ambassadors, authors, colleges, or churches, nor even in its newspapers or inventors. The genius of the United States is we the people. AmericaOutloud.news. Liberty and justice for all. Welcome back to the Freedom Revival, folks. I'm your host, Bruce Robertson, and uh, thank you for listening to our uh, sponsors. We have some great sponsors on the Freedom Revival. Um, Some of the best products that I've seen for your health and, um, you know, I've, I've actually, you know, I'm kind of a biohacker myself. I like to use, uh, I take some supplements and I, I'm, I'm pretty healthy for my age. And I, I, you know, everybody says I look a lot younger than I am, but, um, the, uh, one of the things is that, um, you know, in this environment that we have now, we need to, uh, be careful what we're, uh, you know, we saw with COVID. We need to be careful what we're breathing and how uh, how clean our bodies are. So, you know, I try and eat clean, uh, and I'll I'll get into some shows later on in the uh, in the year uh, about health and how how we can uh, eat healthier and and cleaner to uh, to uh, keep our immune system up. But between our sponsors, you know, Cofix RX is uh is a great product and you just heard probably from them you heard uh from them during our our commercial break but cofix rx the nasal solution and throat solution is an amazing product and i use it when i travel i use it when i fly i use it when i'm going to be in a room full of people and uh you know doctors have been using iodine to uh to sort of sanitize their their uh respiratory system from uh, from pathogens uh, for a long, long time. And they, you know, a lot of doctors have made their own solutions and they just sniff it in or, or spray it into their noses uh, with a nebulizer. But uh, Cofix RX has a has povidone iodine, it has xylitol and vitamin D3. And it's scientifically proven to clean out the germs and bacteria and viruses and particulates and so forth that's in your respiratory system. And I, I, I love that. And I take the spike support every day as well uh, to inhibit uh, spike effects and blood vessel blockage and 
supports your T cell activity and so forth. So the spike support formula and Cofix RX are two that I can stand by. And, uh, and, uh, I hope that you'll, uh, order them from our sponsors and you go to, uh, uh, americaoutloud.shop and you can get a nice discount if you put in the uh, product code out loud. Now let's get back to the uh, discussion on what's going on in the world. And uh, maybe you've noticed, but what's going on in the world is a lot of fighting all of a sudden. You know, Donald Trump left office and almost immediately things started to heat up around the world. Have you noticed that? I mean, is there a world war being coaxed into existence by the current U.S. administration policies? Have you seen this? There's there's hot spots all over the world all of a sudden. You know, the first of all, there's you, you the pullout from Afghanistan, complete disaster, empowered the Taliban. It turns out that they had the, they they had a plan to put the Taliban back into power, and uh, so we left them with billions of dollars worth of equipment and arms, and uh, you know brand new helicopters and all kinds of stuff like that, and uh, uh, you know trucks and jeeps and rifles and ammunition, and we just left everything behind. Now it would have been not so tough to load that stuff back up and ship it home on C-130 planes, cargo planes. But that didn't happen. That's not what Biden did. He pulled out. And they said, oh, well, we only left a couple hundred people behind. Well, no, we left something like 8,000 people behind. All the uh, NGO people and the uh, volunteers that were over there and the uh, our uh, our trusted interpreters for our military who spoke, you know, Pashtun and 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 so forth to the different dialects in Afghanistan to help them uh, do their job over there. I mean, we just left our 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 interpreters high and dry, and a lot of those guys were tortured and killed when we pulled out. So, you know, I don't think we behaved honorably in the pullout. Number one, number two, that part of the world is now. Um, a hotbed again, and will be in the future, especially as well-armed as they are now by the Biden pullout. So then we've also got, uh, uh, you know, so so there's that situation. Then we've also got the Ukraine situation. Now, I've done a show about Ukraine and what happened and how we, we led up to the Ukraine situation, the Ukraine, Ukraine crisis, uh, the different coups that happened, the military coups in Ukraine. I'm not going to go deeply into it right now. But you can pick out my my shows on Ukraine, um, and and you'll see that I I discuss them a little more uh, in depth. But basically, what happened is the world, NATO, and the U.S. predominantly Western Europe, NATO, the U.S. Um, sort of egged Putin on by encroaching on Eastern European former Soviet territories. And, you know, there was a promise made to Russia that we wouldn't encroach upon Russia and the former Soviet Union. Uh, Jim Baker, I believe, made the promise that we would go not one inch further after reuniting Germany. Because you remember the Russians had East Germany and, the you know, the West Germany was, was under Western hands. Um, 
and uh, we reunited Germany, East and West, and Russia was convinced to give up East Germany, and in exchange for that, the promise was that we would not go further east, so there would be sort of a buffer zone. Because, you know, Russia is skeptical because twice in the past, they've been invaded by Western nations. And uh, even, even though they had treaties, the treaties were broken. So they're skeptical of the West, and they like to keep a buffer zone. And I don't blame them. So, um, so what happened is, ever since Germany was reunified uh, during the talks with Gorbachev and so forth, here's what happened. They've added like 20-plus new NATO members, and most of them are former Soviet satellites and right in Russia's backyard. One after another, they've added Czech Republic, Poland, uh, Hungary, um, you know, these, uh, now they're, they're talking um, uh, nations in the former Yugoslavia, and they're talking about, and of course, you know, Turkey was an early member, and, uh, you know, that's right in Russia's backyard, too, at the bottom of the Black Sea. And uh, uh, a lot of, if you look at the geography, it's almost as though NATO is surrounding former Russian territory and Russia itself. So, you know, if that's not enough, they started, we started funding and arming and, and spending a lot of time in Ukraine. And uh, Joe Biden, as you know, was in Ukraine some 25 times or something during, or maybe more, uh, when he was vice president. Why did he go over to Ukraine so often? I mean, Ukraine is like a second world country, uh, not economically significant, really. They have a lot of farmland. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's an okay place to visit. It's not like on your top 10 list in the world. But, uh, you know, I enjoyed it when I was there many times. But uh, but the point is that why, why was Joe Biden there? Well, it, it, becomes, it becomes clear that he was setting up some arrangements to, uh, you know, number one, launder money through the country and out the back door because the Ukrainian banks are corrupt. And you can, uh, you can persuade these people uh, financially to do pretty much whatever you want as long as you... Uh, you pay them the right amount of money. And, and, and so it seems to me that we finally set up the U.S. through, you know, Biden and Obama and others and the CIA finally got the guy that they could, they could play ball with in uh, Vladimir Zelensky. Um, and Zelensky uh, was willing to uh, go along. And so we armed uh, Ukraine and there was an arms buildup along the border and NATO continued to threaten to uh, admit Ukraine to NATO. And, uh, you know, it, it just started to heat up and all this buildup against the border. And then there were all these bioweapons labs. There were 26 bioweapons labs being covertly developed in Ukraine with, with bioweapons. And, you know, Russia, it was like the last straw for, for Putin and Russia. So we see how that happened. Similar um, with Yemen and what's going on in Yemen. Had, had, does anybody realize that there was a that Qatar and Yemen have been under so much strife and pressure? Have you seen what's going on in Yemen? 
and the Houthis and the 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 overthrows of government and so forth. I mean, it's not in our papers. We don't really see that much about it. And unless you really focus on geopolitics in the Middle East, you you wouldn't know. But there's a lot of people being killed in Yemen. Okay, there's there's battles and attacks and the Houthis or Houthis, however you want to say it, H O U T H I S, um, have been attacking people along the Red Sea. And now they're attacking, uh, you know, they just attacked a Greek ship maybe a week or two ago, a Greek cargo ship. Um, and uh, they've been attacking U.S. vessels. And so this past week, late in the week, I guess it was, um, or early, early this week, uh, the U.S. has launched airstrikes, more airstrikes against Houthi targets in Yemen. Okay. So... We're launching airstrikes. And then, you know, we've got this invasion and war going on on our border by illegal aliens. And we've got, you know, the Europeans, Western Europe is being flooded with illegal aliens from all over the place. Uh, I mean, London, England, the number one name in England for a baby boy now is Muhammad. Okay. So uh, in Britain, rather, it's Muhammad. So we know what's going on over there. We've created all these wars in the Middle East that have displaced people. And uh, from everywhere, from Afghanistan to Iraq to, um, uh, you know, some of the other nations, Yemen. And we're seeing a lot of people flooding in North Africa, Africa, Sub-Saharan Africa. People are pouring into Western Europe. And, you know, the, the social welfare systems of these countries don't have the resources to deal with them. And it's becoming quite a problem. You have a little country like Greece, which has 10 million people, maybe on a good day. And these people are coming in and pouring into the Greek islands. These islands have very little infrastructure. There might be one little, one little health uh, clinic on the islands. You have to go to Athens if you want medical care. So, you know, some of these people need assistance and, you know, they don't have the, the resources or the infrastructure to take care of these people, even if they wanted to. And by the way, their, their rights are the, the resident citizens rights are being violated by allowing these people to illegally land on their soil and not doing anything to evacuate them and send them back to where they came from. So um, we have an invasion. We have an invasion of America, we have an invasion of Europe. Uh, we've we see saw a twenty per twenty time increase in people coming across our borders and the southern border since Joe Biden's been in office. Um, we've also had a turmoil in our various capitals and in our nation. And we had the J six protest. Uh, we had an election stolen. We had people protesting against it that were called domestic terrorists. Some of those people are still in prison. We had Canadian truck drivers blocking the roads in Canada because they didn't agree with government policy. And some of those people are still in prison. Uh, their bank accounts were frozen. They, they, you know, they silenced them and, and, and shut them down and uh, you know, seized their bank accounts and so forth. Um, uh, then we had, you know, and they were gathering in front of Canadian Parliament. We had Dutch farmers in Holland blocking the roads, okay, because they didn't agree with uh, 
the uh, European Union um, uh, rules on farming. They're, you know, they're trying to put the small farmers out of business in every country, even in the United States. I mean, you know, we've got these big corporate farms. And the bigger the corporate farm, the closer they are with the government. And, you know, they're working lockstep with the government, but they're not working for the people. And these are family farms, okay? Um, and now German farmers are blocking the roads in Germany with their tractors. And the truckers are now getting involved. So there's a big mess uh, going on. And, you know, government is not well-liked or trusted by the people in many of our Western nations. And pretty soon, you know, there's there's going to be a straw that breaks the camel's back here. And we'll have to see which way it goes. I mean, now in terms of war, again, back on the topic of war, I just went from war to unrest. And now we're going to go back to war. I mean, Pakistan and Iran have been exchanging missile attacks during the last 24 hours. Um, and, you know, Colonel McGregor has warned that Iran is developing plutonium from uranium. And uh, so I'm keeping my eyes on these countries. And of course, we're praying for peace, but it doesn't look like peace is forthcoming in these areas, in these regions. So Pakistan gets pulled into Iran. You have a nuclear power, India, right on the doorstep. And India and Pakistan have always had a contentious relationship. Uh, you know, we've got, uh, we've got Yemen, fighting uh, and, and attacking ships in the Red Sea. We've got, uh, of course, there's Israel and, and the Israel battle with the Palestinians. And now Israel has also been attacking Lebanon. Um, you know, so, so they're expanding their uh, military uh, attacks around the region, around Israel. And uh, the, the U.S. is, of course, supplying... Uh, uh, weapons and financing to not only Israel, but uh, Joe Biden sent a lot of money to Iran. So, uh, and so did Obama. Barack Obama sent a lot of money to Iran. So what are they trying to do? What are they trying to accomplish? They just want to even the score so everybody annihilates each other? I mean, and then what we've got, of course, you know, then there's the other side of it. There's the war on humanity that's going on. So it's not just military wars and bombs and missiles flying through the air. And it's not just, um, you know, mistrust of politicians and protests against politicians, which results in, you know, clashes between government and citizens. But now there's also a war on humanity. And the big overarching theme, which is coming out of the World Economic Forum, uh, is that, uh, you know, breathing oxygen is uh, is somehow um, not a good thing. I mean, there's a war on breathing oxygen through the climate change hoax. I mean, if you think about it, if if CO2 is really a dangerous, toxic gas, CO2 is what plants use to uh, in photosynthesis to create oxygen. So we need oxygen to breathe. Plants produce the oxygen. Uh, trees, trees, and 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 uh, you know foliage um, take in the CO two. They thrive on CO two, and they produce oxygen, which we thrive on. So that leads me to an interesting interview I saw this week. Um, uh, 
Tucker Tucker Carlson's really been doing some great work on on Twitter X, uh, now called X. Um, the uh, the X app. He's doing all his broadcasting over there, and and uh, he had on the brilliant astrophysicist Dr. Willie Soon, S O O N. He was on Tucker Carlson's show this past week, and he was talking about the climate change lie. And it was very interesting what Dr. Soon said. He said, um, he, he actually called out Bill Gates and he said, Bill Gates, I don't want your money. Uh, you know, he's been a 31-year Harvard scientist, Willie Soon, who is con scientifically confirmed. This guy has scientifically confirmed that CO2 climate change theory is a big lie and that it's being used to control humanity. CO2 is the gas of life, he said. And he said they're delusional because global warming is a big nothing. Okay. He goes on to say that John Kerry and Al Gore are talking nonsense about climate change. Number one, they're not even scientists. They have no idea of the important role that CO2 plays in all life on Earth. As I mentioned earlier, plants require it to create oxygen through the photosynthesis process. I mean, I learned that in Biology 101. I don't think some of these politicians like John Curry and Al Gore are very proficient in biology. Um, you know, they probably went to uh, Keg Party uh, 101 when I was in Biology 101. They seem more like frat boys than actual studious uh uh, members of the student body. But um, uh, anyway, CO2 plays a big role in life on Earth. And more CO2 means more life on planet Earth. Less CO2 means less life. And so that gets us into eugenics. And there's, you know, been a, an agenda to reduce the population and they want to reduce CO2 and less CO2 equals less life. I mean, you know, you know, you can write, draw some dotted lines between those two and put two and two together and you can see what they're trying to do here. Uh, add to that the uh, toxic vaccines and how many people are they're killing. I mean, 17 million people is this, you know, it's, it's more than we've lost in, in, in most of our wars. Uh, if you combine all our wars together, I don't think we've lost 17 million people, not the United States anyway. Um, Bill Gates, who's not a scientist, he's not a doctor, he didn't finish college, and, you know, I would argue he's really not anyone of intelligence, okay, that's what Willie Soon says, uh, Bill Gates says we have to reduce CO2 to zero, which includes reducing the population, because CO2, he says, is warming the earth, and, uh, of course, this is a blatant lie used to frighten humanity into obedience. Independent scientific papers and independent scientists who have been researching this subject for many years have already proven that CO2 gas is of no concern to life. In fact, it enhances life on the planet for reasons that I just cited, so photosynthesis and, and, and others. Okay, it helps our plants grow and it helps our food sources grow. And now uh, there have been some other spokespeople who have confirmed that Bill Gates, Klaus Schwab, 
and many of the other WEF politicians, World Economic Forum politicians. Or they're all in Davos right now, uh, having a grand old time eating caviar. Uh, you know, they flew their private jets there, um, and they're taking their limousines to the mountain uh, one by one. You know, one person, one limousine, one person, one jet, pretty much. And they're using climate change, pandemics, and wars to bring about total world control through the United Nations and the World Economic Forum. Uh, so Willie Soon, Dr. Willie Soon, the, our, this astrophysicist on Tucker, declared that this must be stopped and should have been stopped a long time ago. He said now is the time to unite humanity and defend life and freedom. He said, this is your home. Defend the planet Earth. And then we've got other wars, okay? We've got the war on the U.S. dollar. So that, that's an interesting interview with Tucker. I hope you have a chance to, to see it. But now we've also got the war on the U.S. dollar and physical currency. So there's a global agenda to do away with physical currency. I don't know if you've heard, but they want to move to digital currency under control of the global central banks. And uh, so it's called CBDC. Uh, don't glaze over. It means central bank digital currency. So Trump uh, made an interesting comment after the Iowa caucuses the other night. He uh, landed in New Hampshire. He went straight to New Hampshire. This guy is a machine. He just, he goes right to New Hampshire. And he's in New Hampshire and he's given speeches. And during his speech in New Hampshire, he said, tonight I am making another promise to protect Americans from government tyranny. As your president, I will never allow the creation of a central bank digital currency. Isn't that interesting? So, you know, I've got a little bit of time left. And, uh, we, you know, you can see what's, what's going on in the world. And you can see these different things and try and draw correlations between them. But, you know, it, it, it's basically a spiritual battle of good versus evil. Um, have you seen what's going on in Argentina, folks? Have you paid attention to what's happening in Argentina? Um, and I'll close with this. Remember I told you to watch Argentina? The Coalition for Freedom under the Great Awakening that I've been talking about all along seems to be really growing around the world with all the farmers in Europe and, and people stepping up. And But now Argentina, okay? Argentina elected a new president Javier Millet, and uh, he just gave uh, a speech in Davos to all those communists and socialists in Davos, the, all those globalist uh, tyrants that are meeting, these most powerful people in the world meeting in Davos, and they also had to sit there and listen to uh, the new Argentine president and his closing remarks at Davos 2024 he spoke out against the evils of feminism, taxation, and collectivism, among other things, in a room full of collectivists. <laughs> so can you imagine? He's in a room full of collectivists, and he's, and he's lambasting collectivism and saying it doesn't work. He said that at the World Economic Forum uh, that, you know, he wanted to that he wanted to plant the ideas of freedom in a form contaminated 
by the 2030 socialist agenda. Literally, he said that. He attacked collectivism. He said the main leaders of the Western world have abandoned the model of freedom for different versions of what we call collectivism. And we're here to tell you that collectivist experiments are never the solution to the problems that afflict the citizens of the world. Rather, they are the root cause. All of this radical feminism agenda has led to is greater state intervention to hinder the economic progress, giving a job to bureaucrats who have not contributed anything to society. So thank you for listening, folks. Thanks for tuning into the Freedom Revival. Uh, I'm your host, Bruce Robertson, and I'll join you uh, next time. And as I always say in closing, I say no weapon formed against you shall prosper. That's Isaiah 54, verse 7. Take care, folks. Thank you.